Diamond, a transparent, extremely hard, precious stone. Lola Fitzpatrick always had a choice to make on Friday afternoons. To stay for the weekend in the flat she shared with three other girls in Dublin, or to spend the days at the family farm instead. Left to her own devices, the choice was simple. Dublin was far more exciting and vibrant than a weekend at the farm could ever be. And at least one of her flatmates was sure to be around and ready to socialise. On the other hand, Clock Drum was home. But returning there was like taking a step back in time. Socialising was limited to drinks in one of the local pubs, excluding McCloskey's, which was only ever frequented by elderly farmers, or enduring what was still called a hop at the GAA clubhouse, scratched records played beneath a disco ball by Baz Hogan, who fancied himself as a DJ. From Lola's point of view, Clock Drum hadn't even made it out of the 1950s, let alone reached the 80s. The general assumption of the inhabitants was that their sons would inherit the farm, while their daughters would marry other farmers. It's like Pride and Prejudice without the gorgeousness of Pemberley. She complained to her older sister Greta. The men get the assets and we wait to be married off. Greta laughed at her mutinous tones and told her that marrying a local lad wasn't the worst thing that could happen. She had to say that, Lola would reply. Hadn't she been engaged to Mossy McCloskey, eldest son of the pub owner, practically since the day she'd left school? Which was fine for Greta, who loved being part of the community and who never wanted to leave. Fine too for their older brother Milo, who was already married and working on the farm. But not fine for her, the youngest daughter, whose ambitions were very different, despite the fact that she could break a man's heart with a single glance from her vivid blue eyes and a toss of her luxurious dark hair. Getting the job at the passport office in Dublin and moving into a flat with three other girls had been the start of a life that didn't depend on the weather and milk quotas and the happiness of the herd. It was a life where her opinion mattered, and having a drink with someone of the opposite sex didn't have everyone talking about their upcoming nuptials five minutes later. She hated having to interrupt it to go back to the old one, no matter that she did sometimes miss her family and the constant aroma of her mother's homemade bread wafting around the kitchen. She was thinking about Eilisha's homemade bread as she walked down Grafton Street during her lunch hour that warm Friday afternoon. She knew there was very little food in the flat, shopping was done on a need-to-get basis, and most times the girls raided the kitty and nipped out to the spa around the corner for essentials. Lola herself had eaten out every night that week, although that was giving it a gloss it didn't deserve, she acknowledged. Most times she'd just gone for pizza after a few drinks with the people from work. But she liked making plans at the last minute and having the kind of options that living in a city offered, even if she was pretty much broke after every weekend. If nothing else, going home would save her a few bob and she could afford the dress she'd seen in Dunn's earlier she mused as she strolled along Duke Lane. Though not being able to afford a dress in an inexpensive chain store said a lot about her current financial state. She knew she needed to cut back a little. She knew she was living beyond her means. But it was hard not to when her salary was basic and opportunities for fun were constantly knocking on her door. It would be different when she got promoted.
she'd have money to spare then. Meantime, she was keeping her fingers crossed that her application for the next grade up in the civil service would be successful. Despite her love of late nights, she was a conscientious worker, and she felt she deserved her promotion. She'd been a clerical officer in the passport office for nearly four years. It was about time she started moving up the career ladder. She stopped suddenly. Her thoughts interrupted as her attention was caught by the sparkling diamonds in the window of Warren's the jewellers. Warren's was an iconic store in Dublin, and Lola knew a little of its history. It had been founded in the 1950s by Richard Warren, a watchmaker who realised that Dubliners wanted more than just utilitarian timepieces. He'd expanded to include jewellery that wasn't generally available in the city at the time, and established a reputation for good...